Hello and welcome to the Mobius Development Podcast, a game development log of a senior game development project. I'm Casey. I'm Amanda. And I'm Alex. And we're, we're, we're coming down to the wire. There's a week left. It, technically. A week left until, a week and a half until the showcase. Mm-hmm. A week and a half until the showcase. A little bit more to actually finish the game. But I think what do we want to do right now? Quick recap, quick recap of the last like week week and a half. In the last week and a half, Um, I think it's been two weeks since we last recorded. It has been two weeks. Yeah. So standard podcast gap, we're just offset because we took a a three week gap. Yeah, Mm -hmm. things got weird in the middle there, and they're still weird. Mm -hmm. The whole world is weird. It's true. They have not stopped being weird. No. No. But we have continued to make a video game, despite mm-hmm. the weirdness of the world. Yeah, and it's a very weird video game. <laughs> it is a weird video game. I think perhaps the biggest thing that we did in the last two weeks, or rather I should say that you guys, the engineers, have done, is um, Loop 2 is now functional. Yes. yes, it is now functional. We've been working on it, it for completable. like six weeks, but now <laughs> it, it works. It's as in in the last few days we finally gotten some play tests of it. Yes, true. I will get and some found more... that it wasn't actually functional because lights don't actually make the colors that they're supposed to all the time. Yeah, that's weird because I our, I thought our I thought our logic was pretty rock solid. I feel like our color logic is solid. It must be something with our light beam. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Casting, I'll um. But I sure. I haven't gotten play tests done yet because I wanted to wait. I wanted to test the uh, the in world tutorial alongside. Yeah, it. I'm also curious about that. So Which I'm I waiting. think we have all the pieces for now. Yeah, we just have it's to just assemble not it. In yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can tell me, Casey, how to assemble it in our meeting tomorrow. All right. Because I look and at I have I look at all the pieces and I'm like I'm not sure where exactly all these pieces go. Yeah, I'll tell you how to I'll tell you how to assemble <laughs> it. You're good. And then we'll but, be able to test yeah. it a little bit. And yeah, then we can get more tests. Yeah, just get get a couple iterations in on them before the showcase, and then we can test them more after, as well. It's not like the showcase is going to be the be-all end-all of I don't want to play test anymore I'm just going to release it because that's how you make a bad game it's true yeah we'll definitely be getting more play tests after the showcase if anything the showcase should give us some some play tests assuming people use the comments on itch.io yeah and don't use if you're them listening to this and you play things. the game on itch please leave constructive criticism in the yeah. comments don't just don't just <laughs> I mean, if it sucks, great. Tell us, but tell us why you think it sucks. Yes, constructive criticism. <laughs> Please was. don't just don't just say bad. That doesn't help me. But if you thought it was good, do just say good. Do just say good. Yeah. If you thought it was With good, a smiley face. Just like just just tell us it was good, because sometimes yeah. sometimes you need to hear that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think we'll get some good feedback from that that demo. But yeah, so engineering stuff we did. We also got a bunch of new assets mm-hmm. um, going into Loop 2, which are pretty good. Yeah, bunch yeah, bunch of new sounds, too. Yeah, a bunch for of new sounds. Monochromatic Room, um, the tutorial exhibits for Loop 2, um, a few other miscellaneous things. Mm-hmm. Small fixes. Yeah, we got um, a whoosh sound mm-hmm. for when you're looking around. Talk and about moving, talk about low nice. effort, high impact. Yeah, all we needed was a whoosh. Well, that really is good. It makes the space feel a little bit better. I think the the next thing that would be the problem with that is ambience is high effort, high impact. Mm-hmm. I can't. A lot of the sounds we put in, I cracked out in maybe ten minutes of sound. Mm-hmm not counting recording time and like clipping time it was just like like fixing it up so it sounded good and didn't yeah i think the highest impact cut. the highest impact of the three ambience would probably be the loop through loop three ambience but yeah since they all build on each other yeah i'm trying to decide if i want to do loop three first and then strip it down or do loop one mm-hmm. first and then add things i'm thinking about yeah. loop three first and then stripping it down because loop three we could use at the very end of the game and in the trailer even if we don't have the other two yet mm-hmm. um so i feel like it's the highest impact one yeah i think i'll do three and strip it down i'll probably do that 
don't know. I got, I got, I got time to do it. I just have to f- figure out when I want to sit at a piano and do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when is the better trailer supposed to be done? Because we, I think, we made the the rough cut trailer. I think Wednesday, not this Wednesday, mm-hmm. but next uh, Thursday the fourth. Thursday the fourth. So the this coming Thursday. Okay. Is the better cut of the trailer. So um in terms of that better cut for the for the better cut for the trailer we just need and the final websites do that day too that'll probably be jam time this week is cleaning up the website mm-hmm. so we'll want by that point anything that we want in the game to take screenshots of or to take footage of we'll want to be as final as we can get it yeah mm-hmm. for our little like montage yeah mm-hmm. and i think i don't think there's anything right now that's like still super temp that wouldn't that we could that we wouldn't mind putting in the trailer at this point yeah most mm-hmm. assets are are in i feel like i think the things that are missing right now are maybe some animations in loop two because loop two like lacks juice yeah but i'm not uh, but i don't I'm, think those things will happen <laughs> i'm less concerned about that for being in the trailer or being in a still image because mm-hmm. it's a still image or a soundless mm-hmm. trailer or you see a cut for a couple seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it's quick, quick cuts. Yeah, I think yeah, mm-hmm. we need to get our montage together and maybe just get some fresh footage of everything now that we kind of know the structure of it and just go and record with more purpose. Mm-hmm. And then we should be able to get everything that we need. We could probably even do it in, um, not even in a build, just in, um, just in the. Uh, in the editor yeah that's that's what i did for the rough cut i have a i have an obs scene that crops out the editor so it's just the <laughs> yeah that'll the that should window. do for us that'll get us everything we need yeah and it'll have sound work. and whatnot mm-hmm. which will we'll be make nice. a new trailer uh in the summer <laughs> yeah i love a date on it i want to i i what i what i want is i want someone to design that end card that's not one of us yeah, I want someone who yeah. knows what they're doing to make that end card. It's true because we can we can make text appear on a background that someone else made, and we can cut together gameplay footage. But yeah, because text over the scrolling space that Jay made um, works. Yeah, so it's just um, the end card with the yeah. logo. Please, someone make a better end card. <laughs> oh no, I don't care well... who. Someone, please. Would we want to use the logo that we're using on the website? I don't know. I think that okay. probably involves finally <laughs> settling on a logo. Yeah. yeah. Whatever whatever the logo we use in the end screen, I feel like should be the logo we use on the start screen of the actual game. Yeah. And on any banner we do for the website. Yeah, and... it'll be the logo. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing Which too. Which you could talk to Marcelo about as well. Yeah, that's the other thing too for the website is please someone design a better banner. Mm-hmm. I'll do um in the next couple days. I'll um can you add Squarespace collaborators to that website? I don't know if Squarespace has a collaborator thing. I could give you the password and you could work on it. Yeah, that that or find out if they do collaborators because that would be better than throwing your password everywhere. Mm-hmm. But I'll take a I'll take a, um, a a text pass on the website and just kind of write everything. Yeah, um, I'm we not need to... too worried about the password because I don't use it for anything else. Yeah, so. I think the other thing we need to do if we want to just talk about logistics for marketing in the showcase right now is we are currently missing not meme photos of the team on the website, so we yeah. need to ask people to get whatever photo of them they want on the website to mm-hmm. us be that if you take a new one or like some i think we just need to settle on how how like headshotty does it have to be because mm-hmm. i know a lot of people don't do headshots on a website for a game that seems kind of weird to me mm-hmm. they're usually more like we like cropped candids or something like that yeah but I think uh, logos might be too um, 
I don't know what the word is, but like not personal enough. Like I feel like it's always an actual photograph. Yeah, I wouldn't say your bird is enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. So Paula's bird might be... be enough. That Cheeto bird, but <laughs> Cheeto I don't think bird. your bird is enough. I don't know about Cheeto bird. Yeah, I think Cheeto bird's going to have to go. Much like it's... the toy truck in Cthulhu, Cheeto bird's going to have to go. I believe it. I think we could bring Cheeto Bird back, use it as a temp asset in our next game. <laughs> yeah, it'll just be it'll be the PC, mm-hmm. moving around. Our stand-in with the player controller on it, it'll be great. Um, so other than the very quick recap we did, where it's like, yeah, we Loop Two is now implemented in. It just needs to be juiced, which hopefully a little bit of that before the showcase, and then the rest of it after. Mm-hmm. Because we've got a we've got a better vi- we got a better vibe of how to juice the levels from doing it for loop one, and a lot of the juice we did for loop one rolls into loop two, mm-hmm. and the, there are little things that are still on our in our pipeline that I think can make it. I think breaking the sounds of things breaking that have already been broken, tapping yeah. on them and having them do a little thing, I think that's still reasonable. Uh, I can look at my sounds list because that's kind of got all of our. Our, our juice stuff on it yeah yeah it's the breaking broken thing the prism making a sound the camera cameraing flashing the screen most of that kind of already exists in mm-hmm. various phases of the pipeline so yeah but um I, I hope to get at least two tests in once the tutorials are assembled on Monday and I, hopefully that we'll get the monochromatic room assembled on Monday too. Just so yeah. everything, everything's testable, everything's in. Run a gamut of play tests in the next week, <laughs> or the beginning of the next week. Hash out whatever things are fixable. Polish what we can. Cut the trailer together. Finish the website, which is basically just adding screenshots and accurate information. It's not too bad. And then. Um, then the showcase, which we still know nothing about. I assume we'll know more about it on Tuesday because there's mm-hmm. no playtesting window for lecture time on Tuesday. It's, I imagine Tad will be like, here's, here's what's going to happen. Here's mm-hmm. your time slot. Here's your whatever. Tell your friends to watch this Twitch stream, please. Mm-hmm. We do know every team gets half an hour. Yeah. Um, we know that you can either be live or submit a video for your time slot. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that I think Casey, you said it's not gonna be live moderated. No, they said no MC, so there would be no, no MC, MC for the whole thing. So no one's gonna like cut in and say and announce what's next. It'll be done with graphics. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. probably they'll have some cycle of TAs in the background that are running Streamlabs to cover all that. Mm-hmm. And so then that's you the just basics, get your screen key for a half hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the basics of what we know. Yeah, and I think for what we do in the showcase, the big thing is I think ask Tad and Marcelo about our about what we want to do because I don't I I I want to show off the game and gameplay, but the difficulty of doing that without fresh players that then doesn't ruin the puzzle for other players is difficult. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we'll have to figure out exactly that and then hopefully we'll get the um, awards information mm-hmm. soon too because it's not yes, you're we not were... just in consideration for all of them you're entered you select what you want to be entered into and then there are a few I haven't watched the TAD playtest yet but I wonder if we could use footage from that we might be able to TAD. use footage from that because we could might be able to use because that was a fresh uh, playthrough when it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so we might be able to cut clips from that. Yeah, that would yeah, be that's ideal. A good idea. How um, long is that video? I'm not sure. We can um, look at it later. We did have about a half hour meeting with him, so probably a little under half hour. That's my guess. 
No, the video he recorded. The video he recorded? Yeah. During on his own. that meeting? No, that's on not that own. video. That's the... No, the video... Because he oh. went off and he played with his daughter and he recorded that playtest. Oh, I see. And then he sent us a video, but I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Oh, I see. Okay, great. We should watch that. And, um, yeah, I don't know how long that video will be. Yeah. But there might be some, some good cuts in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that we can take of real gameplay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, considering uh, consideration for awards, which we also mentioned a minute ago, we were given a list of all the awards, all the potential awards from the Sammy Showcase um, last week, and we have to basically uh, tell 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 the organizers what awards we want to be considered for or in the running for. Um, it's a pretty long list. There's a big number of awards. It makes me wonder if. Um, uh if if the number of games and the number of awards are similar i'd have to take a look at that um i can pull up the the list right now Um, i'm just curious it doesn't mean that every game will get an award but Mm -hmm. it does make it more likely (laughs) um there are not that many because there are on the list of categories are one two three four five six seven eight there are eleven oh there's eleven there are 11 awards. There, It's formatted weirdly in the Canvas announcement because the, the title and the description are look like two different items on the list. Mm. But from what I can, from what they're saying here is uh, you get, you get a, you get a showcase graphic to put in your advertising, which is nice. And then you would get a graphic if you win an award that, is the official you won this award graphic which you banner somewhere on your website i'm guessing but mm-hmm. um it, it the way it is in the past is there is a winner of the award and there are runner-ups for each award so mm-hmm. i don't know how many runner-ups my guess is it depends on the award mm-hmm. and like you could i i don't know if it's gonna be like the award like it'll be here's who won and here's the runners up or here's here's like here oscar style here's your nominees and then your winner and then the others are the runners up i don't know how that's how that's gonna go but there are there are 11 awards to cover right now and we'll probably cover them in more detail in the next episode which will be after the showcase so we'll know if we won anything and we'll know what won things and we can talk about that but there is the overall grand prize so the you've you you did it you absolutely did it you made a super sick game and i don't have predictions for that one there are a lot of games that i think could win it yeah i agree there's a lot of games that we haven't seen very much of because they're long yeah games like there are a lot of games so we've only seen the very beginning of them um the peer choice award which is the grand prize except we vote for it (laughs) and i have a closer guess on that just because i think it probably is going to go to the more pop the games that were more popular to work on yeah yeah i think the peer choice award is going to be similar to a popularity contest um if only people are going to vote on like name recognition to some extent you know i think a little bit but i I think that might also be like who's the peer choice is like who was also a little bit better at advertising their game so who who went to the play tests and who Mm-hmm. like share a little bit because i think i i i have a list of games that i would vote for assuming i'm not allowed to vote for my own game which <laughs> i'm probably not allowed to vote for my own game but that's the student vote award there is the design innovation award which is creative or innovative design elements there is an audio award so impactful sound design and music there is the visual art award uh, which is excellence in visual art. There are multiple games that I think are fiercely in the running for that one, and I think us included. <laughs> but the thing Thanks. about that is, that <laughs> of all of all the games that I've seen, like there are the I think the visual art award is going to be dominated by the ones that opted for two D. You think so? I think that there's some really good looking 3D games. I think there's I think some really good looking 3D games, but I think it's harder. I think for the 3D games. I think of the ones <laughs> I've seen, sorry, of all the ones that I've seen played, the 2D ones look a lot better 
than the 3D ones. Not to say the 3D ones they've don't better, look good for 3D. They have 3D. better composition. Hmm? Mm-hmm. They have, yeah. The 2D ones have better composition. Like, their seams look better. Yeah. Whereas the some of the individual assets on the 3D games are really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But their overall composition isn't quite as good. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how that will be judged in the visual category. I don't know if it's just like, if I would assume scene composition is a part of that. I would assume so because like so. it's because it's, it's about the individual assets, but it's also I assume about how they like mesh together yeah. into a coherent. Because you can have a bunch experience. of really good looking individual assets that don't look good together. Yeah, like that. Um, I don't know. I don't want to call people out because I realize that that's like a mean thing to say about a game. Yeah. Um, I'll say it and then I'll think consider cutting it later. Okay. But that um just believe the it. Tower tower building game. Mm-hmm. Like the 3D assets were really good and the 2D assets were amazing, but the 2D assets and the 3D assets didn't feel like they were in the same game. Mm-hmm. Like they felt I don't know like if that's a, necessarily a mean thing to say. I think that's a valid point of criticism <laughs> that the two art styles mm-hmm. don't mesh and that they would need to work on meshing mm-hmm. them. But that... I think that overall, um, being in the the sort of system that we're in, there are a number of games, I feel like ourselves included, that don't have 100% consistency across the board. Um, but I feel like that's exaggerated um, with some of the 3D games we've seen because um, like texturing, different texturing on models can make such a huge difference. Yeah, I agree. Um, Even and make like them look really... Rigging, too. Um, yeah mm-hmm. rigging so i feel like um i don't know i feel i feel like i don't even i hmm, never mind you can cut out all that stumbling yeah <laughs> i will not you won't Ugh. oh rip Maybe okay I will. moving on from no it's okay i don't have to look verbally composed on the internet continuing down the list for visual art we have the impact award which recognizes mm-hmm. socially engaged work mm-hmm. i'm I have no idea. I have no idea on that one because there are a lot of party games this year. Yeah. Yeah. So the showcase, the evolution of the showcase pushes you towards party games because they're the games that work the best in the setting. Yeah. It's different in the setting of the showcase. If it was, if the showcase, that was, but that was the showcase when it was in person, those games run better. Yeah. That, that got flipped on its head mid quarter because everybody at the beginning was like, we're going to make a party game because that plays really well at the showcase. Yeah, and, and now then the showcase it's... became online, and now those are the hardest to develop. Yeah, well, the showcase went online and is now in more of your Nintendo Direct style format, which yeah. RPGs do better at. I think Enya's presentation is going to mm-hmm. be really good because they can focus on the right. They don't have to like have someone play through their long intro. They can just like here's the best parts of the game right now and just show that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I think, I don't know anything about the narrative of a lot of the games, so I don't know if there are socially engaged narratives. I can yeah, I think guess from they're... Heart of Enya's pitch that they might have done a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. But that's the only game I yeah. can think of that was, that made it through the pitch process that I recall discussing that at any length. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that I'm with you on that because even just thinking about the games that have been playtested in lecture recently, I don't remember a whole lot of them being deeply engaged with like um, the current world climate. And maybe that's because pitching was happening, you know, in what November, yeah, yeah. Uh, 2019, and um, yeah. you know, ordinarily, been... the current world climate doesn't change so drastically in six months. <laughs> I know. But, I know. I yeah. mean, and even then, like like uh, news games, I feel like are um, they're quick. They have much. They have shorter. Games. Yeah, they have much shorter development cycles than the like six month. Yeah. To eight so month your development cycle. Yeah, your 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 broader social impact game ends up being something like if it's higher scale, ends up being broad in the way that a TV show or a a movie tackles issues like that is that it tackles systemic issues rather than current issues and yeah, i think like that's things what things that have been issues for a, a while yeah and, and i think that's what the impact issues. award covers but i can't think mm-hmm. of very many games that opted to go that way no like right now they're he- they're heavy games but like yeah there there are games that focus on i'm thinking specifically of triage um mm-hmm. that focuses on 
like a war situation and saving lives and things like that but it's not tied another thing that i'm thinking of is um a game called i think called detonation that came out 2018 that's Mm -hmm. like about a specific um like uh i think it was in taiwan like a specific historical yeah there's no uh, as far as i know there aren't any games right now that are is trying to be historically mm-hmm. accurate or like yeah, focusing on an uh, actual real world cause, cause setting. Tri- tri- yeah. Triage fictionalized their world and their and their war. Yeah, mm-hmm. so exactly. Yeah, it's Which I think commenting was a good call. on that, but it made the very good call of not setting it in the real world. Because if you set it in yeah. the real world and you're trying and you're setting where most games set it, you're setting another game in the Second World War. Yeah, there are also, a lot of games like, already. If you if you have a six to eight month development cycle, and you're working with a brand new team that has never worked together on a project before, you don't want to pick a really heavy topic. Yeah, like you're you don't want to be like, okay, this is my opportunity to make a really socially impactful game because if you do that wrong, it can go really wrong. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I feel like everyone has made the like a good choice to lean on comedy and like feel good games. Yeah. Because if you do a feel-good game wrong, you're not going to make it in a game that's accidentally very offensive. Yeah, or that accidentally <laughs> misre- misrepresents people in a way that you don't yeah. want to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that, I mean, game, game Dev Twitter, which is the bulk of the my Twitter, I follow Game Dev Twitter and Voice Actor Twitter, and that's my, that's my Twitter, um, is very, especially right now, is very big on the impact that, that games can have and that the 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 obligation that some would say that they have to tackle these issues but that's not every game because if every game tackled those issues you would you could it would easily cover to desensitizing because you have you have 15 games that all cover the same same issue and it doesn't some people make to capitalize so seven of those games are probably kind of bad and then Mm -hmm. a couple are really good and really powerful and then the rest are just kind of middling. But if just those powerful ones were there and the middling and bad ones were gone, that would have a higher impact. So I think you have to think about that when you develop. You can't, like, that can't be your primary goal. Mm-hmm. Like, it has to be in your mind. Like, when you're, same thing when you're writing a novel or trying making a movie or telling a story is, you, is that counter those issues, but don't, like, don't like fill the void of covering the of like basically just echo chambering an opinion try and cover it critically and yeah really and like, like my personal design philosophy is like i love things and therefore i want to create things that have a strong either a moral argument or a philosophical framework that they're trying to portray or like argue for or against and it's like i like those things but even that i wouldn't say qualifies as like recognizing socially engaged work it's a very specific type of like thing that i don't know if anyone is making so i'm very curious to see like how that plays out yeah Mm -hmm. especially because you have to (laughs) you have to say that you want to be considered for that award yeah so it's not only is it who wins it but who thinks that they that their game mm-hmm. qualifies for it because even if i was making something that i was intentionally trying to speak to a cultural uh thing like that i don't know if i would feel comfortable being like yeah yeah I I, this this is a that. game that speaks to socially engaged work. it's like because then like what kind of confidence isn't. yeah <laughs> right it's like <laughs> that but that's it's that's it's such a it's such a fine line to walk i think yeah, and that like, I agree. How 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 do you cover? But following following the impact award that we've now covered, mm-hmm. the next is the world building yeah. award, the award I that I am that... very excited for, because that's yeah, excellent. I think there's in, a lot more contenders. Yeah, in written, uh... interactive, or environmental storytelling. So how well does your world mm-hmm. and your environment tell a story from point to point? Mm-hmm. Now, if what Enya this says is, is correct, where if I saw a game, they've got a very award, long play story <laughs> played out yeah i think think our environmental storytelling is quite good if people picked up on it by finding it 
Mm-hmm. But I think I think... I think the issue is that the way that we've done our storytelling is it's all in the world. So if players don't care about it, they can bypass it. Yeah, which is fine if all you care about is the puzzles. Um, but I don't know if other people will say objectively that's a good that way that's to do good world building. You know? Yeah. Well, I think yeah. it's the necessary way to do it in a two-player experience. Yeah. Because like, there I are games it... like Divinity 2 where there's tons of lore that you could read and enjoy. But if you're playing Divinity 2 with friends and you, you don't pick up that, that like 10-page lore book, no, your friends might not want to wait for you to sit to there and it. read yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I the... think we made really good choices for the game that we're building. But I'm just wondering how it's going to stack up to, for example, a game like Heart of Enya. Yeah. Um, Single-player yeah. experience experiences have an advantage in portraying a specific narrative mm-hmm. yeah but i don't i think we we've portrayed a narrative that's split that it's it's a split narrative between two mm-hmm. perspectives and i think that if you find it and both players are engaged in it that is for the genre that we're in relatively effective world building mm-hmm. um following the world building award is the capstone production award which is excellence mm-hmm. in production, team building, and creative collaboration. No idea how they're going to determine. I have no that. idea how they're going to determine that. <laughs> no, like, like how do they like how would pick they up know... the microscope and like look into the past? How would they know how that you team, team built together? Other than the fact that um, we have bragged to multiple professors that we have team built. <laughs> it's so... true. I know that, that there was are squish last year, wasn't it? I squish believe... was the one that was yeah. that was lorded for its team uh, cohesive team. I know that there are some teams that are more vocal on social media about what exactly they're doing, how they're doing it, how much they mm-hmm. um, are like doing every week. And it's like, we've got this podcast, but this podcast is kind of a biased perspective of our game. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so, just is based the, on... so is the official Twitter for any game. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Um, that is a good point. But I do think that um, there are also teams that have done less to vocalize, like their process, and it just makes me wonder in terms of giving out this award, like, you know, I feel like the only way you can determine that is by speaking to members of every team and getting candid opinions from yeah. them. I feel like, that, like, I feel like really that award might come directly from... <laughs> I feel like that award might come directly from the instructor meetings. Yeah, mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. you and how they've discussed what you've done and how you did it in the instructor meetings. But I'm not. I think that makes sense. I'm not a hundred percent on. Um, yeah, because you can't bring in a judge to look at a finished game and say, "How was this game's production?" Yeah, I like... think that's judged differently. <laughs> I'm curious how it's how it's judged because what whether mm-hmm. whether whether we win or not, I feel like we have done a good job especially given the circumstances of attempting to mm-hmm. team build and collaborate well and mm-hmm. not um not hate each other by the end of this yeah <laughs> i mean to, just the fact that we're considering making a second game together is um says enough. a lot to yeah to mm-hmm. how we didn't fall apart into into a mess yeah <laughs> but, uh, moving moving down there there are three more awards to cover before we can move on i guess to probably talking about a little bit about um figuring out a release date and how we're mm-hmm. handling how specific we want to be and stuff like that there is the capstone technical innovation award which is your your it's the programming award to go alongside the art and sound award mm-hmm. despite well, how guess... how inadvertently complex some of our programming has become <laughs> it does not warrant a technical innovation award <laughs> no this is more for like the magic trick yeah. type like camera getting the camera movement just yeah. right and your jumps and your yeah. all, that, I, get all that what um, is what, what was the like the the metroidvania roguelike one a few oh, weeks ago was I that genesis remember its name. sounds about right i'm not yeah. totally sure i think it play tested twice uh yeah. in, the, in class things but mm-hmm. but yeah that one that one is yeah it has a lot of moving parts yeah. and a lot of technical stuff my guess is um that the um virtual reality games the vr games are going to be in the running for this award yeah. mm-hmm. had the game boy game not fallen apart it probably would have been in the running for it as well yeah because yeah, if um i i saw firsthand what their like technical difficulties were 
and my god Mm -hmm. was it was it rough for them yeah but yeah i don't know who's gonna win that one but i I don't think it's the a type of category where we would we would feel um yeah like that was what we were doing Mm -hmm. because it wasn't one of our goals that we set out to do at the beginning no we we didn't want to make a technically challenging game and speaking of (laughs) speaking of goals we set out we set out with the zeitgeist award which is the game that speaks to the current cultural moment god damn if we did not stumble into qualifying for that award (laughs) (laughs) yeah um i mean who would have predicted that uh we would be um in the market for you know games that are playable with your friends keep you connected over social distances together but alone (laughs) somehow (laughs) we came up with um, that before everybody else started using it we had it first it's true we can't prove that a little bit ironic Mm -hmm. but but yeah i think what it showed to me though is how little like one of the reasons we chose to make a game like this this no networking two-player collaborative game one of the reasons we chose to do it is because um there are so few games like that Mm. um alex and i played tiktok tale for two which is a big inspiration for this game and then we were like wow let's play another game like that there not, there not, wasn't one not, yeah. not, there is I, not one i pushed really hard for it in my block one team and my block one team was like shrug <laughs> and i pushed for it again in block two and block two is much more receptive. yeah <laughs> it's amazing when you push for an idea with your friends instead of with with randos with randos i mean there were it's true i, I would argue that we were randos at the time but it's true it was a por- it was a proportion of of more friends than randos. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> everyone everyone on that team was friends with at least someone uh, multiple people on the team. Mm-hmm. I knew who you were, which yeah. is more than I can say about people I worked with for block okay, one. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I was I <laughs> yeah, was same. known, but I was still a rando at the time. Yeah, like Paula, I I knew their name and I had worked with them on a project before, so it's like that's way that's more way than more I, than I, had I had for before, block yeah. one people. <laughs> No, but for sure <laughs> talk, talk about stumbling into that and i know there was some mm-hmm. apprehension we talked about it earlier of like does the zeitgeist award would it feel hollow i would argue no because we intended to make a game that allowed you to communicate over long distances that was yeah. the, that was always the plan mm-hmm. and we always and i feel like that. even before it really spoke to the current cultural moment yeah. it spoke to a current cultural moment which yeah. was this sort of more distance playing of games you know yeah yeah like like long distance games have been on the rise for i would say probably years you know mm-hmm. but networking as a, as capabilities a, yeah, as a distinct things like separate that. genre from multiplayer mm-hmm. yeah games that are explicitly about communication and like speaking mm-hmm. like and just having having a conversation not just going not just being like on voice comms on discord and ch- calling things out and yes there's banter and conversation there but not in gameplay yeah mm-hmm. also that... like a game that's designed to cross like a generational barrier as well like for like a, a, a gap between gamers and non-gamers like because uh, one of our original goals was you'd be able to play it on different platforms without um, needing to worry about any like like that would still work yeah. like one person could be playing on an iPad and the other person could be playing on their three thousand dollar gaming rig and yeah. it would still work <laughs> and that still will hopefully be the case but I have to really yeah. work. I think we'll take an engineering meeting in the summer. And just like mm-hmm. stare at what the at what the errors in Xcode give us, and try to line them up with what's going on in Unity, and make some real yeah. fixes. But mm-hmm. testing those fixes is really difficult because you have to build the game every time in order to mm-hmm. to run any changes. But I think once we get yeah. it, we got it. Mm-hmm. So I think we should just we should take some time after to deal with that. Now there's one final award on the list. Um. The B A N A N A S award. Yes, <laughs> it is spelled out, so I will not say it as the word it spells, uh, which is the weird shit that doesn't fit in any of the other categories, but is super cool anyway. That's not exactly how they worded it, but no, I think that's the spirit. Amazing, unexpected, unexpected, weird, weird games. games. 
Like that's the weird. That's your weird, like off the wall mm-hmm. fun idea that might not necessarily like do any of those things. Like mm-hmm. world Once you're building getting over or... it with Bennett Foddy. <laughs> so I think out the gate. I'm trying to think of what games like don't would fit into that because the qualifier that they that they might not fit elsewhere is what makes me go Mm -hmm. do i think kangarumble could win that award yes i don't think but do i think it's like kangarumble is more more um, weird than any a lot of other stuff no i don't think it is i think that the first game that came to mind for this one for me was five stars in the dark yes it's Mm -hmm. like a game that's all about like driving but you can't see um yeah. i think yeah. is basically it so it's like i think and and, and it, it does it really well and sensitively as far as i've seen in play testing yeah mm-hmm. um, i would have loved to so be able like, to that's... actually play it yeah same i didn't get to either but but um yeah and it's a vr game uh so i think that that one is the first one that comes to mind for the b-a-n-a-n-a-s award yeah. <laughs> i've done it for me um i think there are a couple others too but mm-hmm. I can't, like, I'm remember. I'm trying to remember like other ones that are that are like kind of that are that are on the on the weirder side. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't be opposed to throwing our our hat in the ring for that one, just because <laughs> our game is n- not traditional. Yeah, I think we we can and should throw our hat in the ring for as many things as yeah. we think we uh, are qualified yeah. for. There are, there are things that I don't think we can throw our hat in the ring for. I think audio don't really want to throw our hat in the ring for that not because i think my audio is bad but because audio is such it's not a focus of the game's immersion mm-hmm. because audio the conversation between players is the focus of the game's immersion and that mm-hmm. by extension covers up any audio that you would you would put in the game yeah any audio we do have has to be subtle so that it doesn't overpower the conversation that we're trying to make happen. And so it would be, while it is impactful for the kind of game it is, I would not argue that it is impactful in the way that the award specifies. Yeah, we already talked at length about how we don't think our game is that kind of the impactful yeah. that they're yeah. trying to get at. Speaking of impactful, I do not think we qualify for the impact award. No. <laughs> so that's... And then you guys were talking about and, maybe not technical and not innovation. technical innovation but everything mm-hmm. else i would mm-hmm. argue yes yeah mm-hmm. it would be worth at least saying we'd like to be considered yeah because mm-hmm. i think and that we made we made the world building argument already that for the kind of game mm-hmm. it is i think it's very strong world building but when you think about it from if our game was single player and we world built the way that we did it is poor world building <laughs> but because of the unique circumstances of the game i think it is relatively strong world building because it has to, yeah it can't be too long because you have to wait for someone else to read it i think the very fact yeah. that it is like tag team world building and the fact that it's like if you're paying attention to it you have to discuss in order to world build and understand together yeah it's like i think it's pretty cool and i think it's like you know we should at least you know say hey we'd like to be considered yeah. I don't know if we'll win it. I don't know if we're no, maybe a strong enough up. world builder to win it, but I think that we should be considered. Yeah, um, I'm very. Again, yeah. I'm very curious how they're going to announce it. Like, if it's going to be that here's all the nominees, and then here's the game that won, and then all the nominees are the runners up. Mm-hmm. But or if it's just going to be we'll announce our runners up and then the winner. Yeah, I don't know yet. We'll find out. But yeah, I think I'm going to try and get into some of Tad's office hours this week. And be like, I've got a slew of, of showcase questions for you. Because Tad is the one to ask, because he's the, the head honcho yeah, there. Yeah, he's sort of Because I, wanna, I want a couple award logistics questions. I want... I, I want... I Mostly, and I would hope that a couple uh, that you guys would join me in those office hours to talk about, what's the best way to use our half hour? Because mm-hmm. I don't want to... I don't want to spoil the puzzles mm-hmm. for people watching. But I would I would love to know the ideal way that Tad might suggest we use that half hour. So I'll yeah. After we finish recording, I will look at make sure I get a window of time to talk to him. Sounds mm-hmm. good. But yeah, that sounds good. That's that's the end of the the list of awards and um, showcase discussion. Do we want to talk at all about figuring out release dates? I think we could talk about 
I think we've already talked a little bit about in a previous episode about how uh, the team is going to get it's going to get narrowed down to the people that want to continue working with this team. Um, so I think we will uh, lose a few people, but I think that is perfectly okay. Like people who don't want to continue working on this game after the like class commitment is totally fine. I won't take any offense. Um, but the people who do want to keep working on it, we're thinking we'll keep working on it after a short sabbatical in like the July, August uh, time. And then we want to have an actual release of a full game without the little demo tag um, sometime at the end of summer, beginning of fall. So looking, looking at August, possibly early September is kind mm-hmm. of the the window that we've been talking about so i think i think with the way we're discussing it and the kind of the way things have shaked out we probably should say just like if we do any official announcement on the trailer or anything like that we should say summer or q3 not a month mm-hmm. so say i'm more of a fan of summer than q3 because more people know what summer means than what q3 means so, yeah and i'm happy to consider end of august summer <laughs> yeah, I would even consider the beginning of September summer. We live in Southern California. It's not fall until December. It's true. So yeah, I'm I'm perfectly happy with with summer 2020 as our like banner for when the game will be out. Yeah, yeah I think that well. works. Because mm-hmm. if we get into that like late September going into October, I think our morale will be pretty low. Yeah, and the things that we'll be doing will be so tiny that it wouldn't um, we'd be yeah yeah we'd be better off working on something new getting our getting more experience in new types of games yeah i think that's of what to do finishing this game is important but i think if we keep a team the other thing to do is like well let's continue to work together potentially on either a bunch of small jam titles or another relatively big thing just to broaden the the portfolio because nothing matters yeah, more than your portfolio of games because it's the most important it's thing that you can be working on because <laughs> then you have more stuff to show employers still have not heard it's back true. from the application that i sent out about a week ago no i haven't heard from any of my applications yet just but tell I me worked really hard i worked like me. hour and 15 minutes understand. on that app well, just, <laughs> so hard just like them so much work just tell me no like i like i know they're gonna <laughs> say no but mm-hmm. like just just tell me yeah, like I applied for uh, graphics, uh, like low-level graphics person at Intel. It's like I know you're not going to accept me. Just just send me the email send, so that I can just stop, send me the email uh... saying that we don't want you for initial design, please. It's because it was like it looked it felt like such a pretty big role, and I'm like, I guess I fit these requirements, kinda. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I don't know. Just tell me. Yeah, Liz, just tell me. But nah, time. 2020 is the time for full indie. 2021 is the time for picking up the pieces of your of your 90s emo punk rock life and getting a real job. Yeah, no. <laughs> getting a real job is the 2021 goal. Just having, having more fun, making more games, making the best of a really, really rough situation that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think is the Doing big thing. Doing some jams, building our portfolios. Yeah. I think the big thing that like I want to I wanna do, especially because when we aren't stuck in the um in like a commitment for uh finishing a game for classes going let's itch.io has those weekly jams so to Mm -hmm. go let's take a break from working on this bigger project that we're working on and do one of these jams over a weekend just to have have more games make more games make something fresh and new Mm -hmm. and like go all right, we've done a lot of this. Let's let's do a let's make an inky game like this game where mm-hmm. we're gonna make an, we're gonna make an inky text adventure mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Just keep it fresh and keep it new. Make sure we don't hate each other by the end of it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think slowly integrate money and see how see how quickly that... it makes us hate each other. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think as long as we if we keep it fair, I think we'll I'll be fine. I think so too. Because I think in the end, I don't necessarily, in like the full indie scope, care about money. 
mm-hmm. like getting it from that i would like i would care more about it like if it was a if we accepted like we're gonna try and legit make a living yeah but i don't think that was that's the plan mm-hmm. yeah it's not the goal of our studio to make a living wage for all five of our potential because that's not really an achievable goal it's we could strike gold <laughs> like we could mm-hmm. like it's a pos- it's a like a tiny little possibility but we could yeah but we gotta be like all the youtubers that talk about how when they just started they were making things for their friends it's yeah like if you shoot for financial success as an indie company you will fail then you you die <laughs> no we well i i if again this whole going for, i want I'm, I'm, shoot for, I'm shooting for port games in a portfolio and mm. games that i can shoot out to my buddies and they can have fun playing yeah that's it and i'm shooting for the reddit randos to give me some constructive criticism in the itch comments that's what i want i mean that's <laughs> that's all we need and i think come at me reddit randos i think on that note it is a it was a very weird ramshackle episode this week just kind of like <laughs> just a, a quick catch in on right before the showcase i think we'll have a much more structured um episode after the showcase where we talk about what it was like what we did how we showed the game off like i want i think mm-hmm. i kind of personally want to do a breakdown of every of every award like what mm-hmm. i think about what game won because i'll have seen them all at that point so we could do showcase about. after the showcase episode talking about our showcase experience and then one and then a about. fun episode the next week talking about uh our experience with everyone else's games at the showcase yeah i like that more and i think we can do an award <laughs> breakdown there yeah because i i would very much like to talk about like because we had a good discussion not about the awards about what might win i'd be interested mm-hmm. in like talking about what games were runners up and then being able to yeah. more crisply define what each of those award categories meant now that we know what yeah. won. And i think there's stuff to be learned too about like looking at the games and looking at what awards they, they were won. given yeah what lesson not just like how cool they were but what what can we what can we learn from them yeah and for, for our next uh project yeah but uh i think on that front that's gonna be that's gonna be it for today this has been the mobius development podcast i'm casey i'm amanda and i'm alex and thank you very much for listening